Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, the only healthcare marketing podcast that digs into the digital strategies and tactics that help you accelerate growth. Each week, Cardinals experts explore innovative ways to build your digital presence and attract more patients. Buckle up for another episode of Ignite. What's going on, everybody? I promised you that in 2023, we'd have not just our team on the Ignite podcast, but we would get the experts, the best marketing directors in the country to join us on Ignite today. I've got Michelle Hart with us straight out of Massachusetts. Michelle, welcome to Ignite. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Michelle, tell everybody where you're at, what group you work at, and what your favorite form of marketing is. So I'm Michelle Hart. I work at a nonprofit called Boston Site. We are an eye healthcare company. We do research, we provide treatment, and we also manufacture products. And my favorite form of marketing, which is what I've been doing mostly for much of my career, is content marketing and sales marketing, reaching our customers through various uh, media channels. And it sounds like you have several different customers. You, you actually see the inpatient, but then you also got the practitioners, the providers that you need to get on board on Boston. So tell us about the business model. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's always hard to get that elevator pitch. So we have a specialized treatment for those who have the most challenging ocular surface diseases. So really difficult, lots of difficulty with their eyes. And that treatment is provided only by, by about 25 practitioners across the world. It's highly specialized. So you tend to have to go either to our clinic here near Boston or at a tertiary medical center. So maybe at Baylor, um, Wilkes Cornell Medical Center, Johns Hopkins, et cetera. We also manufacture a product called a scleral lens. And that is for patients with eye challenges, but might not be as severe as what you would have for pros treatment. And a scleral lens is an oversized contact lens. It's hard. It's not like a soft lens. And it rests on the white part of your eye, which is the sclera. And it goes over your cornea. So it does not touch your cornea. That's key. There's a little reservoir that's created by that. That fluid goes in and it bathes the eye all day long to keep your eye healthy and improve vision. So that is used by optometrists in Latin America, North America, across Canada, India. And we're moving into parts of Europe uh, in 2023. Did I heard España. Yeah. It's coming. Okay, good. Yeah. We just lost Morocco. I'm trying to get over it. So when you wake up in the morning... Your first thought is, I need to get in front of who first? It's a pretty 50-50 for me, actually. We are a very small marketing team. It's myself and um, a marketing coordinator. And we both uh, work under a business development executive. So I am working on finding new optometrists to buy our scleral lens and fit our scleral lens on their patients. But I'm also looking equally for patients to seek out pros treatment. Pros treatment is still not widely known. Mm -hmm. um, it's often the last resort when somebody is going down this eye care journey. It's hard to get that information out there because it's often associated with rare diseases. So you're also explaining the disease state to folks as well to make sure they understand the correlation. Yeah, they have to go through a bunch of other stuff before they get to pro. We deal with that, mm -hmm. some of that the behavioral side. All right, let's talk about the patient side first as most people listen to this are more focused on patient acquisition. So the pros, how do you advertise the pros? Do you target around New England, around Boston, where that center is? Because that's the main, do you, do you advertise at all? Is it, how do you get the word out? To... Yeah, we do a number of things. So we do use um, targeted display ad and Google ads. We have a Google ad grant, which is wonderful. 
Cool. And we target around several hundred miles around each of those pros provider sites. So the one in Boston is one of those sites. The tertiary medical centers, as I mentioned, those are our network sites. So we will target around all of those. Providing patient education is key. Patients are the, you know, they're advocates. They're their own best advocate for seeking out treatment. So they'll often bring the pros treatment uh, model to their doctor and say, tell me more about this. And then their doctor will find out more because they have to have a referral to seek pros treatment. That's key. From an optometrist? Yes. Or a corneal specialist. Okay. Okay. And it's a disease. It's an ocular, it's some kind of disease that yields it or that was? uh, Many, many diseases, often rare diseases. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so they have to have a referral. We get requests like this all the time that it's like, we need to get to the end patient, but then have them go educate the provider. It makes me nervous. I'm like, oh, yes, it's too many steps. I can't track all that. Yeah. So you run, okay. So you got the Google ads grant Google. Are, are you able to run any Facebook, any kind of social media ads? I don't think they have at, any grants, Facebook, Instagram or anything. So no advertising outside of Google. No, right? we do some, some social media advertising. Okay. We have a very small budget that we allow to that. So we will run campaigns in three month chunks and see how they do. Okay. And try not to spread it out across each site, because even with 20 sites with a small budget, that's too much. So we really have to stay focused on one or two sites at a time to see if it yields any results. Going back to Google. So it's just if someone's searching, you do, you're doing contextual display. So you're letting Google try to find, okay, try to find the, the patients that might fit. No, no search results because people don't know to search for this, right? They're not searching for pros and they yeah. might be typing in other stuff that's more symptom or disease. We do. Yep. So we use a keyword finder. I do a lot of research to see what people are searching for that might be similar. Um, often we will have use keywords that are the disease itself. So for instance, graft versus host disease is something that happens when folks have a bone marrow transplant and the body rejects the bone marrow. Ocular GVHD is a subset of that where the eyes become extremely dry. So bone marrow transplant is, you know, probably more commonly known than pros treatment. Um, So we'll start working that way. We'll start with the disease, find what people are searching for there, and then continue down the keyword chain. How do you track results? I'm curious. Is it just overall lift and procedures in that area? Are are you able to track one-to-one? Yes, actually, it is um, more about... Uh, inquiries from patients, referrals from doctors, because we do target doctors as well in some of these advertisements. A lot of it is tracking the increase in web views and seeing if people are actually getting to the page and looking at it and spending time. So we don't look at bounce rate, but we look more at if they take a journey through the website to see if they're like, oh, wait, this might apply to me. And if they're clicking on to learn more, then we know we've got some content out there that is hitting the right person. Mm, that's smart. I never thought about like a leading ender indicator KPI type thing. What are they landing on? Is it a locations page? Like all of your, those ads, is it a locations page or service or product information page about pros? Where, where do you land them and what does learn more do when you hit that? Yeah. So some of them, it depends on what the ad is. If we're targeting somebody about GVHD, well, uh, we have a special landing page with a patient persona about somebody who has GVHD and the success they've had with pros okay. treatment. Um, occasionally it will be to a provider site page. Often it's to the pros treatment page for patients. Learn more does what? That's not a page that has everything on pros or what, what does learn more? Learn more tells us the basics of pros treatment. And from that page, they can go off to find different disease states and conditions. Ah, that's smart. So you're looking at lift. Okay. That way. And then whether they came into the page. Okay. 
Now let's talk about the other side a little bit while I gather my thoughts over there. So uh, waking up, trying to get optometrists also mm-hmm. on the program are familiar with Boston's site, right? And this, I feel like will go very hand in hand with provider recruitment type stuff because the way you reach them is similar. What are the tactics? You mentioned you love content marketing. Is it creating content and getting eyeballs on it? What, what are you doing? Yeah. So actually for us, the most successful piece of marketing is your old style email marketing. <laughs> it actually works the best for us. When you think about, you know, what doctors are doing during the day, they have very little time to get on social media and play around. It's not that they're not there, but it's not the best channel for us um, or channels, I should right. say. We did run a survey and we always run surveys. I highly recommend this for anybody. Just asking your audience how they like to be communicated with the frequency and where they're at. So our audiences tend to like print ads. If it's still alive, they still see print ads. They like email marketing. We reach out to our customer base twice a month and to our leads one to two times a month based on what we learned in the, in the survey data. It's not always a hard sell. It's a lot of education. And then they come around when they're And then they come around. That's it. Exactly. We want to be top of mind when they're looking for a solution. Yeah. All right. I want to go through a lot of that. So how did you do that? So you got the optometrist email list and then said, where do you go to learn? Yeah, we created a brief. I always keep it under 10 questions. We know that doctors respond well to an incentive. So if it's not a customer base, we offer a $50, actually even for our customers, a $50 gift card, not for everybody who completes the survey, but you'd be entered into a raffle for a $50 or $100 Amazon gift card. Okay. And then we designed the questions based on what we needed to know. Which social channels are you on? And then it was a multi, uh, you know, just select the button. How often do you want to be communicated with? And again, make it very easy for them. They shouldn't have to think or enter a lot of text. They should be able to just click a button and, and finish the survey. No more than two minutes. What's the print side? You're advertising in the top docs or what? How do you get their attention? Again, because we're such a specialized industry. And this was fascinating. We also surveyed separately our the young optometrists, those fresh out of school. Because mm-hmm. everybody's going to think, oh, they're on TikTok and Instagram and whatever. Most of them actually re- read print publications in our industry called Contact Lens Spectrum or Optometry Review. And that's where we will do full page ads. And with those ads, we often get an e-blast to their database. We'll target those. When the ad comes out, then we'll send an email follow up basically. So trying to again, stay top of mind and just be in, in their uh, frame of reference. But it was really yeah, surprising. That's pretty good. You've got a, a killer marketing system for such a small team. All right. Kudos to you. You run a lot of channels. All right. So we're looking at a risk. Rest- whatever, downturn, recessive environment, whatever you want to call it, 2023, it's not going to be as merry-go-lucky as 21 and uh, later part of 20 were. Does that impact it on profit? Are you seeing less donation? Are you concerned with that? Are you going to change any advertising? You're a bit unique in the multi-site provider thing. So yeah. Um, impact y'all. Actually, what was really interesting, especially in 2020, is we saw an increase in donations. We saw an increase in donations. Okay, and I, I don't know necessarily if it was because folks were home and they just wanted to feel like they were doing something. We did reach out to our donors quite a bit and, and again, just provided information about what was happening and how we were managing the pandemic and um, all of the changes we had to make as a healthcare organization, which were many to uh, continue to see patients because we did not close down completely, whereas some organizations had to. We don't have to 
you know, pivot as much as many other organizations during a recession. I'd say the biggest change we've seen is that patients are less willing to travel far distances over the last few years. And I can see that happening during a recession, especially if folks are worried about money and that sometimes fitting our lens, our pros lens can take quite a bit of time. So sometimes patients will stay for two weeks in the Boston area to have that complete. So we are starting to use some really great technology now that scans the eyes and gives you better data so that you can get to that fitting endpoint much quicker. Much quicker. So, yeah, so you guys are ahead of the game. You see some potential hurdles and you're trying to expedite, get things faster. Maybe the radius targeting is going to be smaller if people aren't willing to travel or just let them filter out, I guess. Okay. Looking at the upcoming year, we've got a lot change. Healthcare moves slow, but marketing is is changing quickly. Healthcare is starting to catch up. Are you going to change your investment levels from your current channel mix? Uh, Google Ads is, I guess, the 10K grant is free, but are you looking at layering on any new type of digital advertising or print or whatever? I mean, hey, we'll let the print print people get excited too. Yeah, we actually were able this year for 2023 to increase some of our print just a touch. Um, We changed up the mix. We're trying some new options, just trying something, some new publications based on those survey results, actually. Same with Google ads, guess is free, but then the targeted display, uh, Google ads and the social media ads, we were able to increase our budget a little bit for those because we are seeing pickup in those website views and that that journey through the website. We were, yeah, not did not have to cut back on our budget this year. And we're actually trying some really, <laughs> some really fun stuff in 2023. Our chief medical officer drew a cartoon version of a contact lens, of a scleral lens. And he told me about it. And I said, okay, just, just show me. And I'm thinking it's going to be, you know, garbage. And it was adorable. <laughs> so I had a graphic designer recreate it. Is it, is it EPS. And then I sent it to a custom plush company and they designed a custom plush. Now we are going to be using that in 2023 for a donor campaign where if you donate X dollars, we will gift a, her name is Lindsay, a Lindsay plush to a pediatric patient, or you can, you can keep it for yourself. So we're really excited to kick that campaign off. And what was wonderful is Boston Children's Hospital got wind of it. And we're working with them now on creating some patient materials just to take away some of the fear around putting a big lens in your eye when you're a child. That's really cool. What, how'd you do the plushie? That's a, what, that's a company that makes these or you have, yep. what? I found a company based out of California. They're called Adorable World. And I think it was about $400 for the prototype. So that's the expensive part for a nonprofit. We're ordering 250 or 500. I can't remember that what we landed on and they come out to about $8 a unit. So I think, you know, we have a good opportunity to make some decent donor dollars on this program. Yeah, that's brilliant. All the hospital, nonprofit hospitals out there will love hearing out that everybody's going to have plus you soon. Okay. <laughs> All right. Very cool. That's exciting. Anything else that you see on the horizon that you're really stoked about? Any new technology, tracking technology, anything like that you, know, you guys are changing? No. So we're not, you know, I would love for us to implement a better um, CRM system right now as a nonprofit. We're really using a lot of Excel to manage communication calendars. We're using constant contact still and Salesforce, and they don't, none of them work together well. I would love to find a more cost-effective solution for us. We cannot swing HubSpot, but um, something that would provide better functionality for drip campaigns and things like that for our okay. customers. Using sales, you said you are using Salesforce and it's not married. Co- what are you using? A service cloud, the service cloud, not the CLM? Our account manager uses it just for sort of a data 
maintenance program. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's really, I, I, be, I believe there is a, an email section of that. We don't have access yeah. to that particular product. Overall, Salesforce is really too robust for our needs. That's anyway. what I've heard from a lot of people. And that's, yeah, it's, it's too much. Journey Builder is too much and stuff. So, I don't know if HubSpot is HIPAA compliant. I need to talk to them and see, but a lot of people, B2B, non-healthcare, love it. So that's yeah. interesting. So, well, we got to talk to Benioff and, and the HubSpot guys and get it to give them to you for free as a I nonprofit. Should. This is silly. Wouldn't that be <laughs> wonderful? It would be great. Hey, you can me... the, something called Sharp Spring, which is... Um... Yeah, that's for agencies, actually, I think, usually. Yeah, um, I, I like their format quite a bit. So we're okay. looking at that for possibly 2024. And is that going to be to track patients through the journey or optometrists to the sign-up journey? What do you, how are you going to use it? That would be for optometrists. Optometrists, yeah. okay. Yeah, right. we don't have enough patient information um, or potential patient information to create sort of an email campaign journey. We yeah. have our own patients and of course we keep in touch with them. Yeah, I, I will say this is not dead. Facebook groups is still a fantastic okay. place to find information. All ages. I've been, I'm part of some of these eye care groups. It's a great place, one, to find what the pain points are, what your patients are looking for, what needs they have. And so then you can create content off of that as well. If you have a blog or you're doing videos, we come across a lot of information that patients are are really struggling with there. And again, it's all age ranges. It is not just older folks. Yeah, like us, like me. I won't say you, but <laughs> then me. Have <laughs> said my birthday. Then me. So that's, that's hold on, hold on. In that way, everybody needs to know that. So you're joining like general eye care or any kind of eye issue groups. And, Dry eye and, mm-hmm. uh, that's smart for all of our clients to be, or we should, I guess, be monitoring what types of content. That's how you find out what content to create, right? Yeah, that's smart. Yep, a lot of times it is because, like I said, the patients. Unless you have to be very careful, of course, about reaching out to patients. Yeah. Um, and then there's all the patients that we don't actually have as, as, as patients yet. So trying to find out what they're, they're looking for. One of the things that was really interesting is we treat patients who have had issues after LASIK surgery. So they've had an unsuccessful LASIK experience. They have ghosting dry eyes. They can't see at night. It's just a nightmare. We were unsure how to reach this audience and how much they knew. So I got into a LASIK support group and they were really savvy. They were using all of this technical language that you wouldn't think they would know. It's not across the board that you can go along with this, but it gave me more um, confidence to be able to use some of these more technical terms in our outreach because they were a very savvy group of people. And this was, you know, a group that had thousands of people. Doesn't mean they all know it. That's so smart. More keywords to target and different things like that. And then your landing pages, your creative can all include some of these yep. more. I mean, Michelle, it's really smart when you say you love content marketing. That's what you love is getting in the heads of of the end client, seeing what they care about and then addressing that. And that's sophisticated. I haven't talked to another marketing director that knows anything about Facebook group or is in faith. Maybe everybody does, but that's really sharp. I'm going to talk to our team and say, get into all these Facebook groups. Start monitoring what these patients care about. That's smart. Okay. Any other pro tips? Come on. Give me some more secrets that now everybody will be doing after this. Oh, secrets. Gosh, I have such small. <laughs> Mine are so small. Again, as having a very little small budget, we cannot afford to have an SEO expert or anything like that. So we make do with small tools like Yoast on our WordPress yeah. website. Yeah. It's again, probably not a perfect solution. Certainly not like having a full-time person doing something like that. But 
it does help, I think, to, you know, follow some of those rules and just give you some guidance. So you're just not sort of throwing things at the wall, hoping it works. You use contractors on Upwork ever? You go there to find contractors? Okay. No, we don't. We do um, use freelance graphic designer for some of our work, which has been great. And we do traditional public relations outreach as well. I write pitches every week. Um, to get in what? The optometry publication? No. So this is more for general media, like Boston Globe, NBC Universal, more local local media stations here. Um, I was talking with ABC, Boston, uh, the Boston Channel, ABC, and their Chronicle program. And you have to be a little creative about this because a lot of times folks are thinking, I just want to talk about my product or just my service. But I found that the Chronicle, which is a half an hour show that airs every weekday night at 7.30 after the news, it covers New England, but they have a segment every now and then called Made in Massachusetts. And so they highlight these companies that manufacture things. Well, we also are a manufacturer. We manufacture 25,000 scleral lenses a year and ship them all over the world. So that was my little nugget into them. So now we're talking about a potential program. So my, my takeaway from that is know the audience and what that publication wants to address before you're re- reaching out with blanket pitches because for that one it was a manufacturing yeah. angle and that's what yes. that's what the end was i suppose right exactly. okay and boston globe is is different what are you, are you trying to get pro the pros product in front of them is that why you- i am so more for boston globe is more about patient experience and patient story so yes uh, the pros treatment behind it and that's all we do every day at our clinic is see these patients with these you know, they either have rare diseases or extreme yeah. ocular surface disease. Um, sometimes I think rare diseases aren't covered as much because not that many people have them as compared to to some other conditions. And those patients really need a voice as well. So that's the angle I'm taking, trying to get the, the pros treatment. It's really amazing. I saw a patient go from 2,400 in one eye to 2,040 in one eye instantly while I was sitting in a room watching. I was allowed to sit in with this patient and take away all of this pain. And it, I just wish more people knew about it earlier in their eye yeah. care journey. Can I ask a stupid question? Is it, LASIK would not be a solution for these diseases or issues. Like, is that what you're competing against? It's totally different, right? Totally different. So LASIK is more um, optical. So it does affect the cornea, but that is only for optics. So your, your visual acuity, we're dealing with the entire ocular surface. So severe dryness, redness, your eyelids on the inside might feel like sandpaper and okay. they're going over your eye constantly. But Not Michelle, when someone is, but when they're wondering what the hell they have, are they Googling? Should I get lace? Like is or they already know because they're, they're optometrists that, Hey, no, like lace is not the solution. Like look into different options. Yes. Ends, right. Okay. All right. At that point, they would not be Googling LASIK. So we're trying to find people who've had LASIK and had a poor outcome. <laughs> that's, that's one of our audiences. I think you can target through pulse point and stuff like that. ICD 10 cones and do symptom or treatment or condition based advertising. No PHI, but yeah, I think you can, and it'll just do localized. I don't know. Have you heard of any of this stuff? Is, is that possible or no? We were talking with a company actually right here in Framingham. I was able to use, so it depends on what the code is. Our ICD codes, is that ophthalmology or is that something? It's for every different condition, I think, for anything medical. Uh, okay. Yeah, there are some times you can funnel down to, optometry is more difficult, but ophthalmology okay. being medical, medical. MD, yeah. um, you can tend to get uh, distill down some of that data. 
and we are don't have the budget for it at this point, but uh, there's there are some good options out there. Everybody listening, go give a hundred dollars to Boston Site. Okay, <laughs> we need to get the budget to try some new types of advertising. Michelle, this has been awesome. Any final tidbits? Any nuggets of wisdom or or encouragement that everybody needs to hear for twenty twenty three? Yeah, I think that no matter how big your marketing team is, you can be successful. Find a few things, do them well. Don't spread yourself too thin. And any piece of content you have, you know, we just created a two-minute patient video. Repurpose it. We have clips that we've used for social media. We transcribed it into a blog post. It's on our website. You can use parts of it in an email blast. Just many, many ways you can reuse the same content without spreading yourself too thin. Yeah. And remember back to what Michelle was saying earlier on, they had a limited budget, so they didn't allocate it evenly to everybody, spread it out across the entire year, just condense it into a a quarter long blast, get it in front of as many people as you can before you're spreading the ad budget. We see that problem with our clients all the time. Hey, spread it out and run it for the whole year. You won't get enough impressions. Just do it for a quarter. So brilliant suggestions, Michelle. Thank you so much from... Flushables to print ads. We covered it all. (laughs) We do it all. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, Michelle. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ignite. Interested in keeping up with the latest trends in healthcare marketing? Subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and review. For more healthcare marketing tips, visit our blog at cardinaldigitalmarketing.com.